Elena really wants to prove yeah. that she knows more about Harry Potter than I do. Hello, and welcome to our newly titled podcast. It has a name now. It is called Nervous Energy. We came up with that after we recorded. I don't know. Michael and Will's Hot Podcast. No one had uh, got Michael and Will's Hot Podcast.com. It was totally available, and you just walked right well, past it. It was there for you. I think it's a better name. We can all agree. And a special thanks to everyone who uh, listened to the last episode and then told me in the hallways that I fucked up all of the levels. So... <laughs> So, again, thank you so much to all of our <laughs> listeners and their opinions on audio recording. And they all came here to help us record this well. They're yeah. like, oh, wait a minute. No, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. So we've, um, we have doubled the difficulty of this podcast because we have doubled the number of people who are currently here with microphones to talk about things. Um, and we're just going to keep doubling the number of people in the <laughs> room right. until there are too many. So <laughs> That's right. Um, so I guess we should go around and introduce ourselves. I am Will, Will Giesler. Um, I'm here with Michael Toy, uh, celebrated co-host of this podcast. That's me. Moving on. Um, right, introduce yourself. Um, I'm Kelly Payne, number one Harry Potter fan. <laughs> bold claim. <laughs> oh, okay. Very bold. That checks out. Throw down right I now. believe it. I'm Good Lindsay stuff. Meyer. Um, just a Harry Potter fan. There's no numbers involved. <laughs> unranked Harry Potter fan. Yeah. Unranked. <laughs> Not nationally ranked yet, but she's up and coming. I'm doing my best. Scott Hoover. <laughs> no epithet, no anything. <laughs> Elena, uh, this is, um, I'm Elena Rowell. I'm number 694. Harry Potter fan out there. You're welcome. This got serious in a way that I didn't expect it to <laughs> right off the bat. So in case you... Had... Well, do we need to like start keeping a score so that we can you know, adjudicate this later on? <laughs> I feel Elena like... is running to the whiteboard in this room <laughs> to keep score. I think the listeners can uh, write in about who is the number one Harry Potter fan after listening to this podcast. I think we can all agree that it's not me uh, because I don't really know a lot about Harry Potter. So this is going to be a fish out of water story. Well, and this is great because we have the number one ranked Harry Potter fan in the world in the room with us right now. So that makes this an officially sanctioned Harry Potter fan event. So that's really great. Challenge accepted, everybody. Challenge accepted. Um, yes. Yeah, so in case you hadn't guessed, uh, this is a Harry Potter edition of Nervous Energy, uh, available now on iTunes. Um, iTunes? <laughs> one tune. Only one tune. Just one tune. Uh, <laughs> Lots of nervous energy, though. Yeah, <laughs> got nervous energy. There's a lot of that. Look, this is only the second podcast. You um, my name wrong. I'm sorry. Okay. God damn it. A, the, everyone here has forgotten that this is a podcast and is now writing things on a board <laughs> as though the listeners can see it. Thank and you. making a lot of funny written and visual jokes. For the record, everybody's Lindsay's name is spelled with an E. Not and Elena didn't know that, so... Let's write that so down. So shame please. on her. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, okay, so maybe we should just do a little bit of background on like everybody's relationship with Harry Potter. I am a person who I read the first two books as a kid, or like my mom read the first two books to me, and then I didn't read any more books. But I saw all the movies, but I kind of forget the movies. So that's my sort of 
relationship. I never had relationship with that wizard. <laughs> Are you willing to put that in writing? I mean the franchise, not, not, not the wizard himself. Um, I read all the books. My kids were of Harry Potter age, and so it was a family thing that we did together. I have probably read all of the books twice each, but not more than twice, and I've seen some of the movies twice, but most of the movies once. Birdies, bots, ever flavor beans. Nailed it. (laughs) Uh, Kelly, number one fan, what's your relationship with Harry Potter? So, um, the first time... We've only got like a couple days. I actually just realized I have to go to a meeting in eight minutes, so I'm just going to go through. I can't actually... After all of that. (laughs) Um, I'm really sorry. It's a wild card. Um, So I'm just going to get as much as I can in, in the next eight minutes. So give you background on my harry potter uh world um my i read them as a child i um you know my mom started it was like they came out before i was old enough to like read them myself so my mom read them to me um i then became of the club who would buy them the day they came out and try to read them within 24 hours um and then of course you didn't get it that first time so you would have to read it again because you were just trying to get too quickly through it so then after that i was introduced to the audiobooks um, which are read by Jim Dale and which are amazing, the best audiobooks. If you are not an audiobook person or if you want to, or actually if you are an audiobook person, if you're interested in any sort of like listening to books, the Harry Potter audiobooks are the best. I am a huge audiobook nerd and I can say that. We're now brought to you by Audible, your source of Harry Potter audiobooks. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so I uh, got all of them and I, to the point where now, at first I had them on tapes, then I got them on CDs, now I have them all on my iPod or phone. They are actually always loaded on there if I ever need to. In iTunes? Um, yeah, iBooks, actually. Yeah, now it's a different app. Not iTunes, um, iBook. iBook, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I've also seen all the movies, went to like a bunch of midnight premieres. Um, I also... Wait, my, in costume? I have a tie, a Harry Potter tie. A true number one fan would have been in costume. That's what I, I was have also been... My, she's, she's dropped two steps already. Yeah. One for the I'm going to a <laughs> meeting and one for the I was not dressed in my house colors when I went to the... Well, I was in my house. I mean, I was wearing my Gryffindor tie with a sweater. It wasn't. I didn't have a cape and a hat. Whoa. Defensive. <laughs> okay. All right. The other thing that I have done is uh, last time I went to London, I went to the Harry Potter studio tour, um, which is where you actually go to the set where they filmed Harry Potter. So I've seen all the sets. I sat on Sirius's motorbike. I uh, saw. Thank you, Elena, for correcting me earlier. Um, I've seen all the sets. I have seen all the costumes. I stood in the. I stood next to the Weasley's house. I took a picture in the mirror of. Is, th- is this like a Universal Studios thing where you're in like no, a little tram? No, this is the real set where okay. they have the real house of Privet Drive, where they have all the actual things they use to film the movies. Michael is laughing uh, at the use of the word real. real. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's all true. Um, my story is not quite as long, but is long in spirit. I first had Harry Potter read to me by my second grade teacher, and then I started reading them after the first one, and I went to all the like book releases at midnight, and I went to all the movies at midnight, and all of that. Um, and I think this is probably true for Kelly, too, but the movies came out the same year that I was the age of the kids. So for my grade, we were all like growing up with Harry Potter, so pretty much everyone I knew was like obsessed with Harry Potter. This is, this is true. So yeah. This is Scott. <laughs> Coming in hot, it's Scott. <laughs> Scott, uh, do you need help pronouncing your last name? I'm just Hoover. 
Scott Hoover. Okay. Um, I'm curious. If... I'm, of an, I'm 32. I'm of an age where it was probably a little awkward for me to be carrying on the Harry Potter books when they first came out. I think I was in my mid to late teens. So I never read them. Uh, I mean, that's a you problem, right? That's it. That's it. Feeling I'm that just you a... can't carry those around. Well, well okay, fine. <laughs> this is my relationship with the Harry Potter series. Um, however, because of like, the, just the popularity of the movies, I kind of saw them here and there. Uh, so I was familiar with the, the story. Uh, never really dedicated. And then uh, my girlfriend, Elena, convinced me that uh, <laughs> it would be just a sublime experience to read <laughs> the Harry Potter series or at least listen to them. And so we did. Uh, shortly after the holidays, we just uh, powered through every, every book on I mean, Audible. Like right now, in the like last, the last month. month. So it is fresh in my mind. That is awesome. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so Jim Dale's the best, Jim right? Dale is quite good. So we, uh, we did the uh, audiobooks thing. Is Jim Dale British? Yes. Yes. Okay. But it's actually, Jim Dale is the American version of it. Stephen Fry actually reads the British oh version of the audio book. What? Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, Philosopher's oh, Stone. Right. So I have the second book uh, in both the British and the American <laughs> versions. And then after that experience, we rewatched all of the movies just to kind of reconcile books versus. Well, you rewatched them and you then rewatched them true. without me. This is true. And kept moving without me. Um, he's in trouble wow. for that. Yeah. <laughs> just. For the readers at home. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's my experience with Harry Potter. Things are tense. So this is Elena. Um, I'm of a similar age of Kelly and Lindsay, so I read them growing up. It was always a bit of an issue because always the books would come out during the summer when we were traveling, and it's very hard to get the English version of a, of a book when you're in Turkey. That just came out. Um, so it was always a bit of an adventure to like go and find them. Never had that problem? Yeah. <laughs> a humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never got to wait in line. It was like, oh, sad. Um, but it was always like a thing of like where we would go and get them, and then we would only buy one. And then it was my sister and I, and it would be like, I would like go and like steal it from her room. There was like a lot of like theft. And then at some point, like one person would get like far enough ahead that it was like, back off, I'm finishing <laughs> this. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan. I do not, not a fan of the movies. Just, just gonna say it. I don't like them. Any of them? I mean, no. I mean, there's ones that are better, yeah. less bad, like than others. I mean, I think we can all agree that the fourth one. Oh, oh let's just let's just oh, go through oh. let's just go through this because we have a list, and I think this is the first topic, which is books versus movies, and what is the different experience of uh, of these two uh, interpretations of the Harry Potter story. Well, right? yeah, like books and movies is like the hardest thing to like. Because everyone's like, oh, the movie was not as good as the book, right? Because usually that happens if you read the book first. Because they're like completely different mediums. So it's like really hard. Like it's like almost impossible to compare them. But I, I, not having read the Harry Potter books, like, what, like were your complaints like about the medium difference or like the execution? My, my general feeling is that as soon as you try and fit, you know, like a 500-page book into an hour and 50 minutes, like, you're going to lose things. And that's just kind of to be expected by the fact that it's a movie. But I do think that there were – I think that they could have been better in certain ways. Like, the second casting for Dumbledore was terrible. He was, like, mean and, like, not this, like, lighthearted, like, goofy fellow that was like, oh, I love Birdie Bot's Every Flavored Beans. Like, it's earwax flavored. That's delightful. Like – it just, they missed things that I think. Or even like in, in the fourth book, or the fourth movie, which you can obviously tell is my least favorite, but where he comes in and like you literally read the line in the in the book and it says like, Dumbledore walks in and says like, 
he like he says a line right when Harry's name gets pulled out of the goblet of fire, and it's supposed to be like Harry, like what, like how, like what's going on? And it's like in the book, it's like Harry, what's going? It's like cal- he says calmly, and in the book he or in the movie he runs in, and he's like Harry, what is going on? What did you do? And it's just like that's just fundamentally wrong. Like Dumbledore believed Harry from the beginning, and you make it sound in the movie like he didn't believe him, which is not not cool. That's not what Dumbledore would have done. See, my complaint about the books versus the movies is that um, the wizarding world is really lighthearted, and there's this really, uh, it's like fun, like all the spells are goofy and yeah. funny. Flipendo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so, and the costumes, the outfits. And, and so there's this, this contrast between the really lighthearted, like almost like, you know, Disneylandy world and then and, and seriousness of uh, the fact that, you know, the ultimate evil is trying to come back. And I, I liked being in both those worlds. And the movie just sort of, no, no, the, the real in that, that's not Voldemort is still kind of, it's not lighthearted. It's not super fun. It's just like, oh, it's just it's like trains and cars and magic. It's just all uh, different kind of physics. And, and so I felt like I lost something that I had loved in the book because it wasn't fun and scary it was just sort of normal and scary i think in some ways like it's good to remember for me i think the movies did a really great job of progressing progressing from something that was really lighthearted, like the first movie to something that was the complete opposite of lighthearted. and i agree that the books managed to have like a good balance of those two things but in a movie you have like so little time i th- i think they did a pretty good job of like bringing you up to speed with how their lives progressed and just sort of being like, okay, things aren't so great right now. Is, so. is it like a tonal progression in the books, right? Of like, as they grow up, they get darker? Is that, because that's yeah. how the movies seem to me, right? That it's like, but that's not what you're complaining about. You're complaining about the difference between like the the wizard world and not the wizard world is, the, is sort yeah. of, like, yeah. Well, there's this, there's a scene in the first book very early on where Harry is, he's like in London with his aunt and uncle and, uh, Finney, uh, what's his, Knight, no, I don't remember what the character's name is, but he, like, comes up to him, he's wearing, like, a purple cloak, and he's like, Mr. Harry Potter, like, you're amazing, and he, like, bows to them, and, like, Harry doesn't know who he is at that point, but he's wearing, like, this guy is wearing this, like, flamboyant, like, purple, like, cloak and outfit and thing that would be, like, totally out of place in, like, the downtown London scene, and, like, by the time you get to the movie, like, everybody's wearing, like, suits and cloaks, and, like, you've lost this part of it that's, like, the... You know, they don't belong in, like, the muggle world. And, like, they've just become, like, normal people who have this wizarding capability. Well, I think it's just the the wizarding world is better. Like, our world is boring, <laughs> right? But everything, even the boring stuff in the wizarding world is better than our world, right? And, it's just, and it doesn't feel like that. It feels like their wizarding world is sort of like parallel to ours, and they use spells yeah. instead of electricity, but it's not, like, way more fun. Right. And, and in the books, the wizarding world is, like, way better. Totally agree that the movies are telling a story and that particular thing they, they let go of. Sorry, in the background, a drama is unfolding and before our eyes of Kelly having left and what appears to have gotten herself out of her meeting and returned <laughs> to talk about Harry Potter. It, she she um, bumped back up from number five worldwide to yeah, number four. She's not putting her move. career in jeopardy. That is exactly, that is exactly what happened. Um, um, the person I had a meeting with said, I thought you were in the podcast. And I said, yes, we had this meeting. And they said, why would like why are you prioritizing this meeting over the podcast? We work I'll at the greatest company hour. ever. Yeah. That is Hashtag awesome. dream job. <laughs> Hashtag we're hiring. Yeah. <laughs> it's an unofficial podcast. <laughs> 
I think that Scott probably has an interesting view on this just because he watched the movies first. It's not interesting. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> different. Okay, that Scott, wait a minute. Podcasting tip. Your th- if you're in this room, whatever you think is the most interesting I'm thing in the world. I'll That's cut out right. anything that is not interesting. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Scott, not perfect. So give me- <laughs> <laughs> I thought the movies were entertaining in their own right. They are, they, they pale in comparison to the book, as we would expect. Yeah, I mean, I also, since I only read the first two books, like, I watched the, I, I watched the movies, like, not when they came out, but, like, occasionally I would go see it with friends were going to see it. And I think the weird thing about the movies to me is, like, I basically don't remember anything that's not in the first two books. Like, I remember all of the events mm-hmm. of, like, yeah, like, the fun snake and the Quirrell or whatever. <laughs> fun snake. The fun Quirrell. snake and the Quirrell, the, everyone's favorite two scenes of Harry oh. Potter. Yep. Okay. Making mental note, if Will says, it'll be fun, <laughs> ask him what he means yeah. by that. Party's over. By fun, yeah. by fun snake, do you mean like the basilisk? He does. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, just so we're clear. Yeah, that, sure, the basilisk. Or there's also the, the, or did you mean the snake in the in the zoo? I mean the one in the Chamber of Secrets that turns out to be a horcrux. Right, the basilisk. That wasn't the horcrux no. snake. There's a de- oh, yeah, there's the other snake one. is the horcrux. There's another one. You just, like, the movies are, like, fine but not particularly memorable, I guess. Like, the scenes are just... You, you, like, I, I don't know, like, because I, I think Harry Potter isn't very interesting in the movies. Well, in, in the first movie is because it's the joy of finding a place that he fits in and where where he can be himself, and that that's a good thing. And so he's quite memorable, I think, in the first one. But later on, you're just wondering why isn't this the Hermione stories? And... I think that's sort of who Harry Potter is, though. Like, well, he's yeah. like not the smart one, and he's not the one who cares about people the most. He's the one who is in the right place at the right time and has the right friends and is also like, you know, he's fine at what he's He's a good dude. Yeah, he's like a good guy. He's like got some, he can like use magic, but he's not like, <laughs> Completely agree he's not the creme of the creme, you know? Uh, what, did they address that in the books? Like, hey, like you're not as special as the other people or is that like more of like something you're putting onto it? They do talk about at one point, they make a big deal about how um, there was like this prophecy that there was like a child who would bring down Voldemort or whatever. And it had all these like when he was born and who his parents were and stuff. They're like illusions. Uh. And so Voldemort was like, oh, it's James and Lily Potter. I got to get rid of them. But Neville's family also met all of those requirements. So it could have been either one. It was Harry Potter. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh, by the way, we're going to spoil all of Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry's a Horcrux. Snape is Voldemort or something. <laughs> Just kidding. I know he's, he's not. No. no, he's not. He's a good, he's a good guy. Uh, R.I.P. Alan Rickman. Yeah. That's true. Is there more to say on movies, do we think? I think like, it's pretty much a general consensus that yeah. the books are better. But the movies aren't that bad. They're really not that bad. Except the fourth one. Well, there's a whole generation of people coming up now who have only seen the movies and then might go back and read the books later, like Scott. True. I highly recommend it. Jim Dale nails it. Uh, He says Gryffindor, oddly, in the first three books. He says Gryffindor. And then he pronounces it a little bit clearer. He pronounces it Gryffindor. Gryffindor. I think he must be Slytherin. It's like Scottish, yeah. No, he's Slytherin. He's like Gryffindor, the dummies at Gryffindor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, wait, when we introduced ourselves, we, we didn't we didn't introduce what house we were in. Oh, yeah. That's true. That was what we were supposed the to do. The sorting hat. <laughs> okay, we should all go around. Everybody go around and say what house they think they would be in, or you can choose to abstain. I, I do have an issue with this. I don't know. This is, this is actually something that's always, like, been an insecurity of mine, because I feel like as, as soon as you're like, oh, well, like, I'm in, I'm in Gryffindor, you're like, well, fine. Like, you just think, like, 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 
you know, like the the protagonists, like the good guys, everybody's in Gryffindor. Like even Neville, who's kind of like, kind of seems like maybe he'd be in Hufflepuff. Like he's in Gryffindor. Like Gryffindor. See, I started, started doing it. Gryffindor. Gryffindor. And like you're never gonna say like, oh, I'm in Slytherin. Like I'm a That's terrible right. person. Uh, you didn't immediately get to my answer. I really like black. Like I would probably be Slytherin. Those guys are real slick looking. Alina, I originally agreed with you. Like, I was like, why would we ever ask this question? Because everyone's obviously going to say Gryffindor, but that's not the case. Like, I, at least I mean, I'm not in Gryffindor, I don't think. But I do agree with you that in the books, she really makes all the other houses seem like shit. Like, Hufflepuff is like Cedric Diggory, what a loser, and he got killed. Ravenclaw's like, I know one person from that, and like, she's crazy. And Slytherin's obviously just pure evil. So like, you don't think there's one sweetie amongst them? Maybe, <laughs> is, but there's not in the book. Who's from Ravenclaw? Is that Luna Lovegood? Moon, Moon Unit. Luna. Yes, Moon yes. Unit. <laughs> and one of the Patel twins Cho. also. That's true. But like, who cares about them? And Cho, yeah, no, but Cho's a Cho. bench. <laughs> <laughs> what house are you in, Michael? I'm definitely Ravenclaw. I'm, I'm totally not brave. <laughs> like, you guys go fight things. I'll be here reading books, telling you what you should have done when you get back. <laughs> I would say I'd be Gryffindor. I really don't know. I like Slytherin. I, I, I don't think Slytherin is evil. Slytherin is not. really focused on practical. They're super practical. Like magic is for something. We want to know what it's for and do the things that it's for. And they're about... And it has sort of taken a, an evil turn, but it's not inherently they are, evil. They are almost like, they're similar to the Gryffindors, but they're not. Like, Gryffindors are, they have, like, that heroic, they need, they feel like they need to be heroic to a fault. It's like, Harry Potter gets into so many things. Like, so many of the Gryffindors, like, are trying to, like, go out on a limb and, like, save everyone. When the Slytherins are like, nah, like, not, maybe not everyone needs your saving. You know, it's like, they, to be honest, like, they're probably... The survivors. I mean, it's like sort of a weird thing, right? That like you put people into different houses because of their personalities, like, and reinforce those personalities that they are yeah. as children for like the rest of their lives. Yeah. Uh, except that, I'm sorry, Will, you have not read the books. The Sorting Hat reads your thing and says, this is the place that you would, that I as the Sorting Hat think you would go. And then there's a conversation between you and the Sorting Hat. It's like, no, I don't want to be that person. I want to be more like this person. And then the Sorting Hat says, okay, I'm good with that. Harry Potter was supposed to be in Slytherin. Well, he's not supposed oh, yeah. to, but... Could have been. The Sorting Hat said Slytherin, and Harry Potter said, not for me. Right. Because I don't want to be in house, Scott's house, because he wouldn't even carry my books around. <laughs> I think it's in the first book that Ron says, like, there's not a w wizard that's gone bad that wasn't in Slytherin, which is inconsistent if you then think that Sirius Black was supposed to be evil, and they're... But that just could be the influence of Voldemort being the most powerful wizard in Slytherin. He's True. just going to corrupt everyone around him. Yeah. yeah, 50 years out, though. And the most heroic person in the entire Harry Potter canon is in Slytherin. Yeah, so, yeah. that's true. Right? It's valid. No. By the way, I think I would be in Gryffindor. Oh, so she, she did choose. Right? So that's what it is. I'm like, that's nice. I, I, I have no opinion. Bo Batten? That's not a We're putting you in Hufflepuff because yeah, that's <laughs> sure, I'll, take, I'll take it. That sounds great. <laughs> Hufflepuff is really the one that gets the shaft, I think, the most though. Because yeah. it's yeah. like Hufflepuff's like Huffle shaft. a little oh, God. <laughs> anyway. the editing button yeah. right now. <laughs> I think that's gonna be the title, Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> um Hufflepuff's the one that's like, it's like a cute little dog, you know? Like, it's your little dog that, like, follows you around. And Doesn't like, care. It's going to love you always. Yeah, it'll oh, always it's so love faithful. you. It'll yes. follow the rules. It'll do what you say. But, like, in the end, it's like, 
It's not enough. It's just sorry that was dark. <laughs> so I only have questions that are like newbie Harry Potter questions. But is there that like works for me? Yeah. yeah so is fun. it how long? How long do you go to Hogwarts? When do you leave Hogwarts? Seven, Seven years. years. Well, like what age are you? Eighteen. 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 So is there like a college? No. Oh yeah. Well, no, I mean, they go through, they have, like, training programs, like, in the, I think it's the sixth, maybe, it's, no, it's, yeah, obviously it's sixth, because they're still in school, um, but they go through, and they have, like, the pamphlets where they talk with their head of house, and they say, like, you know, these are the different career paths in the wizarding world, right? Isn't it the sixth? No, I kind of okay. imagine that you came to Hogwarts as a teenager and left as a, like, 20, 20-something. So you come when you're 11. I, I thought you then, came when you were, like, 12 or 13. No, he is it really 11? No, he's 11. He's 11, 11 in the So he's 18. Yeah, but yeah. you graduate. No, you graduate when you're when you're 7. It's you, like you're 7. You graduate when you're 18, but you get a job in the Ministry of Magic like the day after you graduate. Mm. So there is no but this, we should take, college take in the Misery World, There right? is no higher learning of magic. That's a little concerning, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just all vocational. Oh, nice. Oh. Look, I, I, mean, I think like a university like, system would make a whole lot of sense. you got to really refine those magical skills. Who makes the new magic? Is like is magic just? I mean, do they, do they the professors? Are they like? Do they have like a doctorate? Do they have to like invent? What if a new Hogwarts stuff? is just like a low class trade school? They're like the Institute of Technical Magic, <laughs> and like all real magic happens at like the high levels of things, and they, we just don't even hear about them. I think a lot of it is like in so much happens by the Ministry of Magic that like, and it's such a broad organization like they talk about like the Auror training like you have to go through like three more years or something for for that which is very much like vocational yeah but it is concerning that there's no like higher education university yeah like where do you find yourself where do you get drunk on butterbeer all night <laughs> like come on college <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> i guess they can they can do that when they're when they're in uh at hogwarts right true. can't even get up the girl's staircase <laughs> that's true you can't but i doubt that stopped anybody you can get into the boys. You can get up the boys' staircase. So it's getting raunchy. <laughs> Just saying. Whoa. <laughs> does anyone do, are, like? Is, is there a lot of sex in Harry Potter? In, no. Is it completely chaste? No There's snogging. There's a There's less, snogging. quite a lot of snogging. Yeah. Well, I mean, Harry ends up with kids, right? He does. So there yeah. must be some sort of. Not that many years later, either. Yeah. Ah. Nineteen. Nineteen years, years later. Yeah. <laughs> No, it, that's like, the no, number. but it's like nine years later because I think one of his, his, his one of his. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, because the, the, the kids are like yeah, years later but, the kids, but the kids are like twelve by that point. They seventeens, but still. I mean, so it took them seven years to get past snogging. Then it may have unprotected. <laughs> <laughs> Birth control might like be really cool and fun in the in the magic world, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is getting. This is a hot topic. Right? <laughs> I feel like we should just the hottest topic. Yeah. on this thread. There's. I was looking at questions that I was going to bring up for this, and one of them was Hagrid's parents. Um, his, logistically, logistically, his dad was a teeny tiny little man. That when he was like, how old was he? Like a child, he could put up on a, his dresser, and his mom was a giant. Giant, full blown. Giantess. How does that work? How did that work? I mean. Very delicately. It's, it's technically possible. The other way yeah. would be harder. Let me explain to you when a tiny man and a big giant love each other. <laughs> they go into it. Oh. And the disposition of giants is not favorable. They're very aggressive. Like, yeah. How do you even Ooh. approach that situation? Yeah. I mean, clearly it worked. But I mean, regarding... <laughs> it is clear. Do you think there's a spell for wizard birth control? Yes. 
How could there not? Uh, listeners, write in what what does that spell? <laughs> what does that spell? Come up with the best name. Come up with the best name, and we'll read them on the podcast. Yep. This is a two. This is a two way street. Yep. Are there listeners actually live to write We're, in? No. 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 I mean, next episode, <laughs> follow up. Yeah. We're definitely going to have to somehow make this podcast. So if I said, "Oh, I did a podcast on Harry Potter." <laughs> It's like, oh, I'll have to listen to it with my children. <laughs> yeah. oh. There's an explicit mm. tag in iTunes. <laughs> is there really? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I draw. I think I said fuck in the first like five seconds. Yeah. Oh, we'll okay. be right next to like a Nas record That's or excellent. something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but actually, if you do want to submit questions, please go to nervousenergypodcast.tumblr.com. You can submit. A... <laughs> you couldn't even. You couldn't even buy the URL. Well, we're having a little war with Will and I about which URL to get. He he wants nervousenergy.sucks. But that's like four hundred bucks for that website. Wait, Tumblr dot what? Dot, I was gonna just dot com. Okay, dot, yeah. Thank God. dot com. You can submit an anonymous question, so you don't have you, you don't have to know your your dirty mind. Here, here's my new fantasy: is that somewhere in America, somebody is in trouble because their mom caught them listening to the Nervous Energy podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's when you know we've won. Yeah. yeah. So if that's, that's you, it. yeah. yeah. That's success. You should write to us, and and we will say your name on our hot podcast that eight people listen to, and you'll be so famous. And let us know if you have any thoughts on the audio quality, please. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Uh, Well, sort of the first topic that Michael thought of when we were talking about doing a show about this uh, was, like, that Harry Potter is the childhood myth of, like, an entire generation. And, like, that seems like the case in terms of, like, age-wise with a lot of the people here. Like, do you feel like that is your, like... That's like the story of, you know what I mean? Like the epic. I don't know if it's like the story of our lives, but I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's like the only thing that happened in my life. But um, when I was in high school, all of my friends and I always talked about how all of the kids who were younger than us, like, were way less into Harry Potter than we were. Um, Oh, that's interesting. And so there were like, there was like this. I think there was like this group of people for like you know five years x number of years who were all really into it and then it kind of dropped off after that are they reading fucking like percy jackson and the olympians colon the lightning thief (laughs) i mean my brother's three years younger than me and he was like their his class and all of that in school was never as interested in harry potter as we were yeah all the younger kids were like not as into it well the the interesting thing for me is that the I don't know, the, the, the stories when I was growing up were always about, like, kids in some faraway place. Like, the Narnia is, like, you know, mm. 40 or 50 years ago, or it's, or, or uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder, you know. Like, so the stories that we read about kids growing up and, and being kids were all about kids not in our time. But in Harry Potter, it's happening, like, right now. I could, if I could only figure out how to walk through the right door, <laughs> right, be in Diagon Alley, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. And in the world, like you wouldn't know that they existed. Right. So like there is this, you know, like well maybe she's writing about something that like she knows about that like she's gonna right. get in really big trouble for, and like maybe it actually all happened. Right. It's like the same reason that Stargate is good. I was convinced I was yeah. gonna get a letter to Harry Potter when I was a letter to Ho- for Hogwarts. That is so awesome. If they had sent you a fake letter. Would, would that have been, been so a good happy. thing? Such a great prank. Yeah, that'd be so good. <laughs> Except at the same time, the worst prank. <laughs> when you realize that it's not real, I would have been devastated. Okay, at the time when you were wishing for that letter, did Santa Claus exist? Oh, no. 
That's awesome. <laughs> no, I was I was eleven. We were eleven. I was 11. Way too smart to believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> Hogwarts, that's totally happening. Technically, it does take place in 1994, which is kind of a far off. Oh time. yeah, it does. Right. It actually it all ends before the first book was released. Yeah. Will I didn't know that. That is awesome. You you go up. On the yeah. Harry Potter fan list. Uh, that, that's movie. like one of the Can five Can we move Harry him Potter? on the board? Okay, yeah, that's good. We, <laughs> and you don't really, you don't get the proof of that until, I think it's seven book, when the, when you visit Harry Potter, when you visit um, his parents' graves, and you see that he was a year old when they were killed, and it says it's like 1980-something or 70-something. Harry Potter just turned 35 and... Don't ask me to do arithmetic. So math. I have a computer <laughs> here. Math is hard. Yeah, I just think it's like an interesting thing that I don't think they even, they don't really do it quite right in the movies but like it's supposed to all be in the mid 90s but there's like a bridge in london that exists or some horse shit oh yeah no it's the the it's the the infinity of the millennium 2016 minus 35 equals 1981 there we go thank you math another interesting aspect of like harry potter kind of related to this because i i think some of the date dating stuff was like backfilled by like fans and they like you know figured it all out but uh, is like J.K. Rowling's been out there like adding stuff to the Harry Potter universe after the books. Um, have any of you guys like been following that stuff? Yes. <laughs> Everyone has looked at me and. Yes. What is the like the nature of it? Like, is it just like blog posts or? So like... there's a lot of kind of like story, like character, uh, you know, just like backstories. Was um, it all by her? Yeah, so she, because she has the whole Pottermore uh, community. Yeah, and so not only is it, so there's now, um, I haven't been following the Cursed Child stuff or the Fantastic Beasts or where to find them, really. Um, But I know that she wrote, like, you know, you can find out what happened to Malfoy. Obviously, you can see him in the movie, and, like, you can read a little bit about about him in the book, but it tells even, like, what happens to Cho Chang and, like, all these different characters that are not seen in the movie or in the books in, like, that, you know, 19 years later portion at the end. but she's yeah also just given a lot more kind of context about how who what she was thinking supposedly when she was writing the characters um and what else is there any really wonderful nuggets you have for us from there yeah like is is it valuable or is it just kind of like ah like i didn't really need to know any of this i mean some of it's kind of just fun i mean if you think about the magic community community is extremely small so it's like all that they all get married to each other mm-hmm. right and um so that's that's kind of fun i mean the one that i always thought was really interesting um was when she said that dumbledore was gay right yeah i mean that's the one that i think that everyone heard about right, right. everyone heard about it and it was it, you know i mean i actually think it adds a lot to his relationship with um tom riddle no um no, the guy the the, the wizard, the wizard the guy. Guy. yeah um, there we go thank you um I'm really bad what, with, with what Grin Grindelwald 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 yeah um and actually I think it adds a lot of depth and a lot of understanding as to why Dumbledore would have made the decisions that he like why he made the decisions that he did if he was actually in love with this person as opposed to just being his like close loyal friend because I I, I hear I've heard the other side and to say that like you know she just basically wanted to side with like gay rights and all of that but that she wanted to bring it to the you know bring it up and have it be you know, talk about the issue. And so she kind of like went back and said it. And like, maybe she did think that for the last book. Did she actually but, think that all the way yeah, through? Yeah, but like, like a, that's like a weird thing I think for people to worry about is like whether or not like she meant it all along. You know, obviously like anything that is written in the book, she didn't like intend all along, right? Like, I don't think like... I think that's, that's I think, the whole point of literature, right? That you're supposed to. Yeah, I think there are a lot of things that she did intend all along, but like 
never explicitly wrote down. Right, but like it doesn't make it like more or less valid from like a storytelling perspective, like when you thought of it, right? Like it just matters whether it works in the story. Like it, it should a, a revelation like that should make you go back and reinterpret everything that Dumbledore did, and because he's a different person than you thought he was. You thought he was a celibate bachelor, maybe he sure. had a love, you know. When he was 19. You don't know what's going on with him and uh, McGonagall. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just saying, they're all living that, in that and, school. And, and, and so my only complaint about that revelation is that is that it, there's nothing like, oh, wow, you know. I think it, but it so, also... But, well, let's, I mean, that's what I would have said. There's nothing that makes me think differently about Dumbledore. But now listening to you, it's like, oh... I'm going to go back and read that and see yeah. if I agree with you about that. I mean, that. it shows that, like, I mean, it, it almost, like, it's like I wish kind of, I hope that there is something in it because I think there is so much, like, regardless of whether gay or straight, but, like, having had, like, a relationship with somebody who turned out to be so bad and then how that would affect who you are and, like, having been kind of, like, changing sides like that. And, it, it like, I don't know why, but to me it just changes when the relationship is a you know, a love relationship, I think it affects you but far deeper than it does as a it, it makes it harder for me to believe in his faith in Snape, though, because Dumbledore has a faith in Snape that is not shakable. Right. Right? And so that part of the backstory kind of makes me like, how, how does he have so much faith in Snape? When he himself made, you know... Yeah. What do you mean? I, I'm not following exactly. Because he himself, like, had, you know, uh, he was in love and then it, you know, basically he was betrayed by somebody that he loved mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, ended up having to fight him. But, and, but his belief in the things that were important were more important than his love. And in yeah. Snape, it's flipped the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Snape, he believes Snape because Snape is in love with Lily. Right. And when Snape comes back and says, no, my love is more important than, than my beliefs. And he believes it immediately. And that's what wins him over. But that he was, he personally had to have the opposite and like, hmm. you know, interesting. Boy, there's nothing Birdie. more interesting for a podcast than shocked silence. <laughs> Birdie Bots Bever Flavor Beans. <laughs> Have you ever had a Birdie Bots or a, a Jelly Belly Birdie Bots Ever Flavor Beans? Yep. They have like booger flavor ones and stuff, right? So like I didn't want to try it. Yeah, and it. they actually use really real boogers in making yeah. them. So. <laughs> you don't know. I've not been to that factory, Michael. <laughs> well, the other thing is like regular Jelly Bellies also have booger flavored ones, but they call it buttered popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Jelly Belly Sours. Those are really good. Yeah. Brought That's to the you only... by yeah. Jelly Belly Sours. <laughs> well, is J.K. Rowling's post-Harry Potter thinking about what these characters are more authoritative than fan thinking about what these characters are? To whom do these characters belong? Right. Like, the what's the Harry Potter canon? Like, I wouldn't trust it if it weren't written by J.K. Right. Because, like, George Lucas is the definitive source of what's right about Star Wars. George Lucas became the wrong person to... Steward, what was great about Star Wars? Do you think that could happen to J.K.? Is she slipping? Is she still the center you of know, the universe? It's interesting. She's she wrote the screenplays, I think, for the Incredible Beasts and Where to Find Them, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's and so it's I think it's a hundred and eighty four page book that's been split into three movies. Three movies. Oh, oh no, Jesus they're Christ. they're hobbiting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so and I think she wrote the screenplays for them, and they're the, they're the first screenplays that she's written. So it will. We'll we'll see. That's interesting. Yeah. Three movies. Oh man. But I mean, I mean, like the the fifth book was the longest book. It was like seven hundred pages or something, and it was one movie. It's a real common thing in the long series that the more famous a series is, the worse it worse edited it is. 
I, w- I mean, I would say, like, the Harry so Potter books should happened. be, like, 20 movies. <laughs> and I would watch them all. Far half. Like, Miniseries, HBO. Actually. <laughs> but actually. No, but actually. Game that would of be Potter. Harry, and yeah, then Harry Hermione Potter. can be perhaps of, you know. Show her show her gumption. Show her true colors. You're referring to the thing that, like, uh, Hermione's supposed to be black. Right? Well, they, that they don't know. But She's not, not supposed not black. to be black, but she could be black. She, she could, could be, be any race. This is true. Sure, yeah. Because like there's like ever... a stage play or something that everyone was like upset about for some reason. They're, they're like Hermione down. can't be black, and it's yeah, like, like simmer down. Yeah, it's like fuck <laughs> off. Bro. They never <laughs> like even if she like even if they did say she was white and they wanted to make her black, like again, it's not a big <laughs> deal. Like, what, yeah, like, <laughs> what about her character means she needs to be white? Yeah, there is well, racism. Nothing... Kelly. No, no yeah. disrespect yeah. against Emma Watson. I, I didn't understand. I saw her on the trail and Bixer last weekend. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what? Hold on. what? Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I went on a hike for my dad's birthday in Big Sur uh, last weekend, and I casually passed Emma Watson on the trail. What? Did you like, say anything? Why did you tell anybody? I said, I said polite hello, like, you know, like, hi. Yep, that's probably the right call. You know, it was like, I, but I also. flapendo. That's what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hard stared. I mean, I was like, because I, when I first saw her, I was like, oh, like, wow, that girl has really nice skin. And I was like, right. And then I was like, oh, my God. And then I just kind of was like, hello. And then they walked by, and then we, like, were going around a corner. And we, you would tell, like, my parents and I all figured it out at the same time because we were, like, talking, 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 stopped, silent. <laughs> Fall and off the mountain. Walk, like, <laughs> walk around the corner, and then we all go, oh, my God, did you see what that was? And, like, yeah, it was very exciting. Can I touch you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was awesome. Kelly is just up from number one fan to number zero. <laughs> no, no, no. No, she had been downgraded to five. And then yeah. four, now she's back to three, so. She's oh still, man, I still have a ways to go. Yeah, it's very uh, fluid. It's a very fluid very rating fluid, system. It's very real time. A lot of competitors. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were you going to say, though? Yeah, oh, no it. disrespect to Emma Watson, who up until this moment in time has been the perfect Hermione in my in my mind. And has great skin. And she has really great skin. Mm-hmm. Just and saying. And hair and a whole, her whole face. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and her boyfriend isn't bad looking either. I'm really, I don't care about him. I'm really intrigued by the idea <laughs> of, of a black Hermione. It's like I can totally experience I that now. I'm like, oh, she's got a British accent. And yeah. She, yeah, I totally see it. That'd be did, awesome. Did I hear correctly that there is a play that is being written by JK? Or co-authored, and the the gal cast as Hermione is in fact black. Yeah, that, that's what that's is what that everyone was reacting to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am just way behind. You guys are moving at <laughs> lightning speed. They just announced that they're going to sell the script at the same day that the play opens. So even if you can't be at the play, you can know what happens. Oh wait, so it's actually an original play. This play. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, I thought it was just like ah, oh, we're doing like. Uh, like one a play. Of them. Well, it's a yeah. it's a play written. It's by playwrights by, and co-written by J.K. Rowling. Yeah, a new right? play based on an original new story by J.K. Rowling and Jack Thorne and John Tiffany. Um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child officially opens at the Palace Theatre in London on, in July of 2016. I cannot wait. We'll have <laughs> You'll to. have I'll to. have to, to London. Let, let us. Yeah. About the same time that the Southern California version of Harry Potter World will open. Oh, oh my God, that's a forever. So are, are there any um, uh, sort of fan, like Comic-Con-style Harry Potter Things that people where they all congregate and talk Harry Potter and has anyone gone thought I feel about like there must be yeah there's gotta be a convention awesome. Harry Potter yeah. convention that's I the mean, word. I'm typing this into Bing right now when you when you go to Harry Potter when you go so when I when I went to the studios it was that that was kind of that for me because it's like all people who like want to drive out an hour outside of London to like go to this like. Also, by the way, it's sh- it's filmed on Warner Brothers lots J and K, which I thought was that's great. That's great, right? That is. Yeah, um, that's perfect. Like the author J.K. Rowling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I get it. I get right. it. Yeah. 
Exactly. Thanks, Will. Um, but like, it's like you get to nerd out with all these other people who are there to nerd out with you, and it was it was real fun. The beginning, you go and you like. So this is this won't give it away, but I'm just gonna try to show you how amazing this experience is um, through this story. So you go through and you like waiting out in line outside, and you go and you sit in this theater, and you're like, okay, and they're like, we're gonna explain what you're doing, and so there's this like screen that like the screen that's down, and it's this like tiny little theater, and this like you know person on the screen comes out, and they're like, you're gonna be going through this, and they explain all the things and everything, and then it zooms out. And she's standing in front of the, like, you know, the doors of the Great Hall. And there's a door to the side. And she's like, you're going to be, like, heading out. And she, like, points out to the door that's on, like, the side. Um, it, like, very soon. Like, get ready. And then she says, all right, enjoy, like, the magic of, Harry, of, like, the Harry Potter studios. And then all of a sudden, the screen starts to go up. And the real doors to the Great Hall no. are right there. Life-size. Exactly the size that they were on the screen. And literally everybody in the room when I went screamed. Like, we all were just like, oh, my God. And then they open, and it's the Great Hall. And I was like, I can't even explain to you. Like, I think I almost cried. I was like, this is amazing. It's real. Because it's, it, like, it's the set. It's huge. It feels like, it makes it feel so real. And it's, I haven't been to Harry Potter World yet, but I think just the fact that you're going, like, you're, you're there, and you're not in, like, a recreation of what you've seen. You're actually in the real thing is, like, I know it's not like it's like the real thing of the fake thing. I, I get that. Did you find point. yourself saying at that moment, "Hoggy Warty Hogwarts, teach us something, please"? <laughs> Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hogwarts. What? Hogwarts. What is happening? What, what are you? Just like, something, what are you talking please. About? I know exactly what you're talking about. This is the Harry Potter. This is not Harry Potter. This is the Hogwarts. There's a song. theme song for yeah, Hogwarts except that is sung song. by except Dumbledore that has no tune. It has no and tune, and everyone. Ridiculous uh, thing. You've everyone ever is supposed seen to sing life. it with their own tune, and Fred and George sing it as a dirge, so they sing it. Hogwarts, hoggy, hoggy, Hogwarts. Will looks so excited right now. Will I think he's like what a, is going on in this universe? Will is this in the like books? A, I feel yeah, like you. It's, book. it's when oh. it's like they kind of bring Harry, like when they like start out like describing Hogwarts and Dumbledore. Um, it's like everything. There's so much silliness. And it's like, this is like such a good example. Well, and like Hogwarts. Dumbledore is leading the entire room in this song. And I get the idea that the other professors are like rolling their eyes going, I just can't wait for this thing to be over. This he does it again. every Fucking year. Dean does this every year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they never do it again, though. But, but, but to Dumbledore in that moment, it's like, this is the essence of what it is to be a, ma- a magician, is to do this. Like, you're all doing your own thing, right? Yeah. It's, it, there's a, like this tremendous uh, d- diversity ethic in, mm. in the magic world, which was really beautiful in that moment. Hoggy, hockey. Hoggy, <laughs> <laughs> warty, Hogwarts. Okay. Joy. Uh, so, by the way, um, I binged this up, and <laughs> there's MistyCon, GeekyCon, LeakyCon, MuggleNet Live, Leviosa, Granger Leadership Academy. That's a good one. And those are, those are, that, this is an article called So You Want to Attend a Harry Potter what? Convention. Choose <laughs> <laughs> You Got Options. <laughs> yeah. Well, I. <laughs> I kind of feel like if none of us have been there, then we're all way down on the list at this point. That's probably true. What do you mean? Like, the, there's a waiting list to get in? No, no, no. no, no the, that list on the, the oh, whiteboard. The, the, the magic list. electronic ranking of fan coolness, we're like way down there Not, all of a sudden. Right. That's yeah, that's probably true. probably true. Oh, it also says this is a series. It's a series to help first time Harry. So there's multiple articles in this series about choosing your convention. So oh my goodness. I'll add this to the show notes. <laughs> for an interested listener. Link available. Yeah. <laughs> Link to it. Um, okay, so Kelly uh, sent in a bunch of crazy questions to us. For, hold on. I didn't realize I was the only one sending in questions. So now Will knows they're well, all for me. 
we posted on the Tumblr that nobody reads that we want questions. Yeah. And I didn't even all, know there was a Tumblr. Everyone who read the Tumblr sent in a question. <laughs> Nervousenergypodcast.tumblr.com. Except it wasn't working when I tried to submit them. That's so just because you're a robot. Blame please. Yahoo. Or Bing. I tend to. Or, or your creator. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start out with the, the, just the softball questions, lobbing a softball right at you guys. Which is the best book? That's tough. When I was a kid, the fourth book was my favorite. Nice. Which one is that? The Prisoner of Azkaban? The Goblet, no, the Goblet of Fire. Fire. No, that's that's like answering the opposite. The Prisoner of Azkaban is definitely the worst. Book. Is that the best I movie? I don't believe it is the worst. <laughs> I think it's the best movie, and I think the book is pretty good. No. What? Okay, Nothing well, wait a minute. There's some disagreement. The year at, at Hogwarts. I think J.K. Rowling's use of time travel in that book was very good and flawless. There were no holes. There were no holes. It's both no very holes. good and flawless. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to... There are so many holes that have to do with her like use what? of time travel. Like what? Like the fact that why don't they just go... Whenever anything happens, why don't they just... Like well, anything bad happens, why don't they just go back and there, change there, it? Kelly. Obviously, <laughs> because there are consequences. obeys all rules, and she, ha- she had to like get it specially granted and she's a little person who obeys everything. It's surprising that it didn't pop up in other books. I think no, but they destroy go... them all. Yeah. They destroy all the time turners and the But fifth before book. that convenient time yeah. turners. Didn't McGonagall confiscate it? Like they, anyway. And then they actually, when they go to, and then they, and then they put them in the Department of Mysteries, and then they all got destroyed when they yeah. were re- going through the Department yeah, of so Mysteries. She didn't have one. Yeah. Couldn't be done. I like. Is there is there any sort of like major property? I guess Star Wars is the answer to this question that doesn't have people arguing about the mechanics of Star the time Wars travel. Star Wars is always the answer. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like like Star Trek. Oh, because like, no one says that's not the way magic really works. Is is that? Or the, I think it's a time travel question. Oh, there's time travel. I mean, tra- yeah. time travel is like you. There are just so many things that. It almost makes it so you can't have problems if you can. Right. Yeah. It's like you can always argue that why didn't you just yeah. go back in time and make it not happen? Yeah, you can't put time travel in your story because it will ruin it. So you have to like, well, you have to just own that when you add it, right? Yeah, you just got to be like, it happened this time, but not the other times. Yeah. Let's move on together. <laughs> and there's some real bad examples of time travel out there that don't make any sense at all. Hashtag primer. Primer is primer? great. Primer sucks. It's one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a Primer podcast. We're writing that down for... This is awkward. Really? The future. Yeah, I don't think it's good. But I, I, I was very young when I saw it. I'm not going to mention any other time travel thing, because we'll just stick on the Harry Potter thing. Um, I, I do want to... I like the first book the best. That was my favorite book. Because Perfect. it was just yeah. full Down, of... Downhill from there. Joy. <laughs> no, not downhill. But the other books... You know, there's a peak, and then the other books, like, go up and down, and, and the first ones were my, my favorite. And the first movie sure. was my favorite, too, yeah. just because Hogwarts was so important, and there there was Hogwarts, right? Also, the pages-to-time ratio is definitely the best. I mean, it's the shortest book. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the best standalone movie, for sure. I mean, I, yeah. I think you can cut, like, a large book into a good short movie, but you, like, the risk there is, like, you... Not that you cut out things that were good in the book, because like you're gonna have to do that, but that you cut out stuff so it, like it no longer makes sense, and that's yeah. where I think the movies went weird for me. Yeah. It's like the last couple movies were like, there's it's trying to do so much because it, it can't fit it in the time that it makes no sense. So maybe that's why the first, you know, but I definitely buy because like the Lord of the Rings is like an enormous book, but I think they did a great job in the movies of like making it all make sense and work. <laughs> Oh, you don't like Lord of the Rings movies? I'd love to get in on that. Hold on, I'm writing this down in a... Michael's an enormous Tolkien nerd and has many opinions (laughs) about the movies. Did you read Unfinished Tales? Uh, A couple times, yeah. Yeah. Oh, a couple times. 
Only six times. Um, so for the longest time, we I thought that it was pronounced Hermione. That's what I thought too when yeah. I was little. Yeah. And well, then one nice. day Audiobooks. the movie came out, and then all of a sudden we're like, what? <laughs> also, my mom read it to me right. So. <laughs> okay. Everyone's mom wow. knows that it's pronounced Hermione. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> my mom's the best one. My mom's the best. Shout um, out to Kelly's mom. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but what about Professor Snape? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's go through the book. Who likes what book? Yeah, so Michael likes the first book. First book and the first movie. Which is called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm -hmm. Nailed it. Uh, Philosopher's Stone slash... Raiders of the Lost Ark. (laughs) Um, Kelly, what about you? You had a hot take. I actually don't. I just have an... I know which one I don't like, but I... We'll have to at least favorite after this. Well, she said that the fourth was her least favorite movie. The fourth is my least favorite movie, and the third is my least favorite book. I really like the second one. To be honest, I really like the second book, Chamber um, of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, Do some titles here. I just find the character of Lockhart hilarious. He is actually quite good. He is like, yeah. He's funny. I enjoy it. They did a great job casting him in the movie. They also, yes. Kenneth Branagh is that how you say his last name? Yeah. Is Branagh. Branagh. The Scottish. <laughs> Typically known for his Shakespearean. Yes, role. and yeah. also directing, but. Uh, he directed the movie. No, 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 no he just direct. he's a director oh. now. Um, he directed the. Thor movie, the first of the Thor movies. Uh-huh. He also did uh, Jack Ryan, which was filmed right next to where I lived when I studied abroad. <laughs> <laughs> when, oh. when Kelly saw the set for Jack Ryan, she cried. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh stood right here. <laughs> oh my god. I was more excited than... Gilderoy! Uh, than, uh, what's his face? The guy from... Chris Pine? Kelly. Yes, that's Chris who Pine? I'm talking about. Captain James T. Kirk? Can we move on? Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, my favorite book is probably the fourth. I'm going to stick with that. My least favorite book is the sixth, which I read and was deeply disappointed by. Which one is the sixth yeah. book? The sixth one is The Half-Blood Half Prince. Okay. And that's the one where Harry like figures out what the hell horcruxes are. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, my child mind <laughs> thought that was really dumb. So <laughs> and I was like, the series is over and my life is over. But I, I came around. I agree with you. I think The Goblet of Fire Thank you. is the best book because it introduces us to a larger, a wider world of wizardry. So we get uh, that, that international perspective, yes, which is, is very cool. interesting. And then I think we, we're we really kind of getting into the dark elements, with, which I, at that, like at that point, and that's the stuff that I like. It's slither, a good transition. Slither, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. they, they've been doing on Pottermore, like, all this stuff about the new, the most recent thing is, like, hey, here's a background on all these other, like, wizard school yeah which yeah. i thought was really interesting oh, yeah. isn't that like a new it's book not... she's writing or something uh, i don't know they just, just released them or something the, oh, okay the so names of like africa and u.s yeah, I was gonna say, like one of the, like, the great things about like fantasy like really great fantasy is that the author uh creates like a, a full-on world like if you read tolkien you actually have like a map and you have like a complete world and uh maybe harry potter is this it's like hogwarts and Di- diagonal, whatever, what is the alley? Diagonally. Diagonally, right? It's like Diagonally. we're really opening up and we're getting to a point where we're kind of getting a full picture of the world. Another nerdy thing I did is I actually went to the Black Lake, like where the, the lake that they filmed, where they CGI'd Hogwarts. I went there and oh. they're where the, uh, the tr- where the car, you know, when they take, in the second book, where they take the car, they the flying car, and mm-hmm. they have that really iconic looking bridge. Oh, I know where that I is. I also went by that. Nice. That's a good bridge. And there was one of those blue cars there. Exact same car. I think it was, they were. Do you think there. that was a coincidence? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, that part of the second book really bothered me. 
It's the like flying car. Oh, it's like oh no, we're gonna be late for Hogwarts. Our whole lives are gonna be over, and it's not <laughs> right. our fault. It's like the magic world isn't like that, yeah. but it was like that in the in in the Harry Potter places. It's not like our parents are gonna pop back through this and like help us. I think also, I mean, that's the whole like Gryffindors trying to be heroic to a fault, right? It's like they're trying to. So their kids showed up on time. They showed up on time where they were like, my dad's going to come back through this once they fix it, and then he's going to take me. Where Gryffindors are like, no, we I must. We have to steal a car because we're heroes. Let's steal a car, yeah. 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 Theft doesn't make you a hero, kids. Don't do it. It's the moral of the story. Elena, what's your favorite book? I'd say the, the third ranks up there, as does the fourth. For the longest time, the third, like, I loved the third book. I, I... Azkaban being the third. Jesus, man. <laughs> Azkaban being the third book, yes. Um, this way people don't have to do the mapping. I, I assume if they've listened to an entire podcast on Harry Potter, they understand that the third I'm way they right know now, what I don't know what any of these numbers I think Will's appreciating me. <laughs> yeah. What? Doing the, yeah. Are you Seems like serious? a personal problem. I, I, mean, I don't anyway. know numbers. <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> All, every time you say a number, no, it's not. it in like a prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> <laughs> really bad editing. Yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban. I'll just use a voice synthesizer to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just Siri. <laughs> or just like, you know, the third book is. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I really, I love the character of um, Lupin. And like, mm-hmm. I love like the Marauders map. And like that aspect of the third book is really cool in my mind. And I like, I love Series Black, which is why like the fifth book just like, no, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> um, and I think. He dies in the fifth book. <laughs> Well, that's, now you gave it that's away. That's the Order of the Phoenix, <laughs> by the way. Sirius <laughs> <laughs> Black that's and not the I Phoenix. Forgot. I forgot that was a Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't know. The Order I, of the Phoenix? Yeah, just remember that. That's the fifth book. It's my least favorite book. It's frustrating. It's very... And Umbridge is like the worst. Like the, She did an amazing job making it's a great writing. character like, that you can really loathe. Oh my God. But God, I loathe her. Yeah, she's, 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 she's so much like a muggle, right? Yeah. Like I could totally... Picture her doing well in our world. Yeah. Like Arthur Bean Weasley counter. would be useless in our world. <laughs> Woo! Right? Suck it! <laughs> but <laughs> Umbridge, she would, she'd be the Secretary of State or something yeah, like that. Yeah, she would. For me, the, like, my strongest like image of the fifth book, this is going to be like weird, but I'm telling you anyway, and I was really sad they didn't put it in the movie, is the end, that scene with the brains in yeah. the like, tank. That was like my favorite part, and I was like, why didn't they put that in the movie? The brains like attack them and like suction on and stuff Ron. It's, it's real weird they Ron, attack yeah, Ron and like then tentacles like, brains and then, attack Ron yeah, yeah. I gotta watch tentacles. these movies again and, and then I have no business it's not in the movie you gotta read it's it in the book it's Jim the Dale book. audiobook <laughs> sponsored by Jim Dale I, right. I have all of them so well I'm guessing your favorite book is either the first one or the second one yeah. since they're the only two you've read <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah you're right I guess the first one because I remember it no I remember the big chessboard. so the chessboard is the first one then I like the first one because I, I like the part where he takes his, his hat off and there's another face. Oh, yeah. That's the first uh, turban? Yeah, it's turban. Takes his hat off and there's another face. <laughs> 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 and then he takes his hat off and there's another face. He takes his turban off and there's another, another face. Uh, Elaine and I had like a brief heated argument about whether that was a good portrayal of Voldemort. The, just the, the face on the back of the head. And I thought... No, I mean it, it. It made an impact on me. I don't know if it's good. I mean, is Voldemort like with the the movie Voldemort with it, where he's just like a bald guy with no nose? Does, it doesn't feel good. He's a to little me. like he's too like amusing slits. and ridiculous. He's well, adopting the sort of snake the, the snake. Look. This is the right. resurrected Voldemort. He might have 
right? Yeah. He's come back from the dead, and he has not entirely human when he comes back, yeah. right? Yeah, but like as just like a movie villain, it's like I don't know. I don't feel like it's very. He's just like has his little wand, and it's just not very. He's, he's very theatrical. Oh, he's not scary enough. He's not <laughs> yeah, powerful. He's not enough. very scary. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I do agree. He's not very scary. We all remember. Not all of us. Most of us will remember the scene in the last movie where he like hugs Malfoy at the end. It's like the most awkward, <laughs> hilarious thing I've ever seen. And that's a good example of Voldemort being. Not so scary. He kind of like yeah. flits around and like is very wiggly. You're the squiggly guy. Wiggly, squiggly. I kind of remember like that he he doesn't like do a lot in the move like in the movie. He's kind of just like menacing, kind of in the background the whole time. He feels very generic. But like the snake out. is his pet snake is way scarier than he yes. is. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. But like I think if you want like <laughs> Nigiri. <laughs> Tough, Lindsay, that is sushi. Oh, um, what was I, I had forgotten Nagini. the name of the snake? Is Nagini. Nagini. Yeah, Nagini, way scarier than Voldemort. That's the Horcrux snake, by the way. But he could have been a better villain, but he 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 is a sufficient villain. Yeah. Well, I think in the book. in the book he's really good. I I don't know. I really like I like the Tom Riddle aspect of it. Like when you see Tom Riddle's real scary. Yeah, Tom Riddle's a real f- creeper. Yeah, he's real freaky. Yeah, like as a child, he's like tormenting mm-hmm. his like fellow like orphans. Like he's. Not like a, like a, he didn't like go bad. He's like an inherently evil person, which I think is actually really interesting. There's no like backstory behind it. Like how he, you know, like how did he become this way? Like what happened to him? It's just like, there's something wrong with him. Like he is just a. Genetic mutation. Yeah. He's just a like inherently evil person. There could be something to be said for the whole idea of like the thought of Voldemort being so much scarier than the real thing. Like when you hear about Tom Riddle and then Pew must not be named. It's like, oh my God. And then when you finally meet him, you're like, well, a child defeated him. It's not a big deal. (laughs) So so you're saying Voldemort had really good PR. Yeah, 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 he did. So maybe that was all intentional. I don't know. Like the whole like he who shall not be named thing. It's genius. It's really genius genius marketing. The next question is JK Rowling apparently regrets Hermione and Ron ending up together. Which I hadn't heard before. Apparently, that's a thing. I heard that yeah, somewhere. Heard that. Yeah. I don't get why, though. We were all thinking it. I, I'm like <laughs> yeah. the only she, one on yeah, who like, like, likes that. Originally, he, she was like supposed to end up with Harry, and then she changed it to be... She ends up well, she obviously Harry. shouldn't end up with Harry, either. I'm super glad that she didn't end up with Harry. Yeah, and I think to me, weird. it's I like it because uh, there's something about Ron that Hermione sees that like hidden from everyone else in the world. Right, even in the in the in the books, I just like that. That's what happens with love. You just find somebody, and they're they're your 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 person, and that's the way it goes. So um, yeah, there's no you know cosmic uh, perfect Lego piece thing. She just digs Ron. He's a goofy guy, likes yeah. hanging out with him. I do agree. It was a bit sudden. Yeah, like I sort of felt like like I was in the camp of that would end up that way, but the way she did it in the books was a little didn't jarring. And then in the movies, they like. They alluded the to it, like, the whole time. And it was like, okay, this is, like, the third book, Simmer Down. <laughs> like, I'm they're sorry. They're 13. They're 13. And there's no way that they would be, like, accidentally holding hands. When you're 13, it's like you are, like, very aware of that kind of stuff. You yeah. would not be like, oh, they're just, your hands. They're real close, Kelly. No. Just got a little I refuse. Beef. No. I mean, it's definitely better than... Harry. Harry and Hermione. Yeah. But, I mean, also, they don't really need to get Hermione and Neville. I don't like the Ginny Harry thing. I think that's gross and weird. Well, I think it's interesting that, like, in fiction, like, you end up just, like, having to couple all of the characters up. Yeah. You know? It's sort well, of like also, a weird... I mean, again, it's that whole, like, the tiny world of 
of wizardry yeah. in Britain, right? I mean, unless they they could have gone international. I mean, some of them did, like her, like Ron's brother marries Flula de la Cour. <laughs> he did. quote unquote yeah. went international. <laughs> 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 Kelly. <laughs> yeah, but the whole Hermione and Victor thing that was a little bit tragic. He he cared that's about true. her. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Poor yeah. Victor. Oh, that's true. She tried to go international. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> she snogged internationally. <laughs> I mean, Ron probably knew that Hermione was like way too good for him, and so he I think just, so. Yeah, that's the, what made Hermione feel like that distance, and like if you can't have Ron, then Victor's your next best. Um, I was reading something the other day about how um, Ron got the shaft in the movies because they Hubble gave shaft? the Huffle shaft in the movies <laughs> <laughs> because they gave Hermione all of his positive qualities of like caring about people and being like a good person and I'd never noticed that before I thought about it but topic for conversation yeah. so the argument is that Ron has no good qualities in the movie the argument is that in the books Ron them. is like a good person who like cares which I'm not sure how true that really um, and then in the Debatable. movies, all he really gets is like the goofball who can't do anything. Whereas Hermione gets the brains, and she gets like she does everything, and she's like the only one who cares about anyone else, basically. Whereas Harry and Ron are sort of like Ron I don't cares know. very strongly about his family's family. Well, and singular. Sure. Ron Members. is like I'm a complete loser, and there's nothing good about me, but I'm going to try and save the world, right? Yeah, he's got exactly. that Gryffindor quality, yeah. right? That's why he's in Gryffindor, not Hufflepuff. If it weren't yeah. for that bravery, he'd definitely be in Hufflepuff. But he did kind of only get, like, the class clown qualities. I, I kind of feel like that's maybe more the essence of who Ron is. Like, I, I like the yeah, movie maybe. Ron. That, he seems like Ron to me. I think yeah. the casting was really strong for that one. And he's, like, a good actor. Because people don't like the other... Well, people don't like uh, Daniel yeah. Radcliffe, right? He didn't grow up to be tall enough. Oh, Just, my God, What? I, ha- I take issue with that. It's a, it's a, he also it's a has green thing. eyes. He has blue eyes. Harry and his Potter hair is always flat. It's supposed to be more wild, huh? It's just, it's the whole it's thing just... is like Harry, like he, his, like his hair magics itself to always be crazy. Really? Yeah. Is that really the thing? It's not yeah. magics. It's just, it's he, just has he has crazy weird hair. hair. It doesn't take magic he has to have like... Again, I thought it was just genetics. No, it's like they were, they, no, like Again. his aunt and uncle tried to like <laughs> shave his head and it would grow back the next day and be crazy. I guess that's true. Huh. That was a thing. That was the whole thing when he was like a kid. Uh, huh. Yeah, I was okay with 11-year-old Dan- Daniel Radcliffe as Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, he was good. I don't think the 17-year-old Daniel Radcliffe felt like the 17-year-old Harry Potter to me. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I am really glad that they kept the same actors all the way through. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. there were talks that they weren't going yeah. to, and I was like real worried jarring. about that. Yeah, that'd be horrible. Yeah. yeah. So I think, it, I think it worked out. Okay, so Harry's invisibility cloak was a hollow and a cloak of, quote, true invisibility. So how come Moody can see through it? That always irked me. Yeah, I feel like there's no good explanation for that. Like, magic eye. <laughs> but if it's so magic, ma- like where did, where did he death, get that eye? Death is supposed to be able, like, right? Yeah. It's supposed to like hide you from death. Is Moody more powerful than death? Maybe Moody's his eye, eye is Moody's like, eye is more Where did he get that eye? Did you just like go to like? Maybe there's more to the Ber- eye. Bergen and things or whatever they had just had it like Bergen oh like we Bergen, Bergen and Burks. Burks and Burks. Yeah, like we just like have this like magical eye, like oh yeah, like I fight evil things, like that might be helpful. I feel like that's <laughs> probably, probably not where he got it. Michael, thoughts on this? <laughs> I have nothing to add to the brilliant discussion of Moody's confusing eye. <laughs> but, but, no, but the, que- the question it pertains to the, the, oh, invisibility the invisibility. Club. How, if it's so powerful, how is it that Moody can 
easily be through it. Is it, the, uh, is it in fact the magic eye? Did, did they know it was powerful at that point in time? I think that that's, it just became they powerful didn't, later it just on. Became, it's yeah. a retcon. Yeah, the re- yeah, I think it got retcon powerful. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. about right. Interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> when one transforms a desk into a pig and then back again, has one magically created a pig with the soul of a desk? Or does one have a desk with the soul of a pig? Do pigs have souls? Do desks have souls? We have to answer both yeah. these first. There are two prerequisite questions. Maybe we all have the same type of soul, and we're just in different forms. It's magic. <laughs> we're all desks. <laughs> we're all desks on the inside. I do like the like the, when they talk about transfiguration, and they they talk about like the the three like fundamental. Like rules of transfiguration about like not being able to create food or something, and there's like, it's like you can make you can have one thing you can make some you can make more of it. You can't make food if you have something you can, but if you have something you can make more of it. Right. And then you can't. Which I really appreciate it. It's like why can't they? Why can't like magicians just solve like world hunger? I'm like well, there you go. No food. Well, it's also like why didn't when they were like in the seventh book? It's like oh, I went in and got something from somewhere. Why didn't I just make a bunch more of it? Or like, just I'd keep that and just keep, like, making more of it. Right? Like, why would you, why were you Transfigur- ever hungry? Transfiguration is a tricky subject. It's, like, si- similar to t- time travel in the way that, like, you've now introduced this capability to do anything. Well, it's, like, also the idea, <laughs> well, I mean, another thing, yeah, capable to do anything, right? But right. then also, like, so what if you have, like, one thing that's big and one thing that's small, or like, and you turn it into something that's small. Where does the mass that you like? Where does uh, it go? Magic. Yeah, how does McGonagall fit into a cat? Brings us <laughs> right to the fi- the greatest Harry Potter fan fiction ever. Where does all the mass go? No, no. There's a there's a, <laughs> there's a Harry Potter fanfic which is pretend Harry Potter grows up in a very scientific family. So, and instead of with the Dursleys, and so when he gets to Hogwarts. <laughs> Ah, one of his I questions is like where's the mask go I did always wonder how That's Hermione funny. didn't make like a bigger deal and, about all uh, that because she must have known. Like, equals I, MC squared guys I, I yeah. hang on a second I've forgotten the name of this one it's it's super awesome oh, it's Her- an actual Harry movie. Potter and the Methods of Rationality <laughs> And, and and I highly recommend it. it. It's it's super great. Well, but that's the thing. Like the interesting thing is like the transfiguration or whatever. Like it's all magic though, right? Because like yeah. usually like in when you're like writing like I'm building a universe, you're like, well, we can't have just blanket magic because that means like literally anything is possible. It has to adhere to like some right sort of... and like. Yeah. Well, and right, the point is to tell a story, not to invent a physics. Yes. And right. so <laughs> it's like I'm trying to tell a story, and the physics are in my in my way, and so I'm going to wave my hands until they're out of my way, so I can get to the story that I want to get to. Right, but I mean, do, do they? Do you guys think they do a successful job of like having rules for the magic that they have, or is it all just like Dave's uh, ex magic? I think yeah, you can just accept it, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be significantly different. It involves study, and those are the important things. And but not rest, university. And yeah, oh. only <laughs> some. <laughs> only until only high school. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So, do you guys remember Felix Felicis from the sixth book from mm-hmm. uh, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince? <laughs> Okay, For Will's golden. benefit, yeah. it's a potion that gives you luck, and that enables Harry to like sneak out of the castle or something. And he gets yeah. the memory from Slughorn. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. So, this question is about that. Um, how does Felix Felicis work? Is it changing your circumstances, or is it making you? Is it helping you make the best decision possible based on the circumstances that are given to you? Well, didn't they sort of touch on this in the book, like vaguely, or maybe it was something else I read, but about how it would actually work? And what I read was that 
um, it puts you in such a like positive state of mind that like nothing can go wrong. So, so it's actually, more like you make the right. Choice. It's like it be- makes you a self. It's like a self fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Kind of thing. Oh, I mean, yeah. obviously, there's the whole thing about Ron, and he like gives it to Ron, and Ron right, thinks right. he can do anything. But like, is it actually like when you actually take the potion? Like, does it do anything? Is the question. Like what I feel is like it? Maybe not, because when he, Ron got the fake potion, he still did really well. well. Yeah, but that was I mean that was about battling his nerves and like he had the skill. But maybe it's all about battling nerves, you know, with no. Harry sneaking out of the castle. But, I mean, Harry does have the little like no, like thing in the back of his head that's like saying like you should go and do this. But there's a right there's a million quantum realities that Harry could <laughs> be experiencing, right? And then somehow the potion magically lets him. Shift. Pick the That's right true. one, yeah. but but who's to say what's the right outcome? Is it better yeah. that he ends up with Ginny or better that he ends up uh, a, a bachelor? And is it right? like and like you which know, one is the best luck? And who is this right? Who is this potion to choose? Like, do you just think it's the right one because you took the potion and you're like buying into the mindset that this potion is always right? What if it had you, you know, a door open, a That's door a, closed? A, it could change. It's a mysterious potion. Yeah. I, I think that it was invented by an evil person, and it's secretly. <laughs> Drawing everybody towards a deeper evil future, mm-hmm. and you should never it's use dark. this potion. Oh, well, it's interesting because he gives the rest of it to his friends, like when he leaves, and they like Ginny says, like we, you know, like every every curse they that they threw at us, like just magically it missed, right? So it's like it's like a tweak is my best like my best way of understanding it is like it just it didn't. You know, like oh, like that was close. Maybe like all the times that you like. You in know. our world, there's they're doing some investigations. Uh, the quantum physics I don't understand. Like if the entire universe were a simulation, <laughs> there'd be these quantum signatures, and we're seeing them. So maybe this potion is a is a proof that the entire Harry Potter world is a role playing game where dice are being rolled, and and it's the potion which makes the dice roll the way the, the right way. Yeah. Hey, so I have a good closing question. Are we ready to close? Yeah. All right. Michael Toy, I'm here. If you were to look into the mirror of Erised, what would you see? Let's go over what the mirror of Erised does for Will's benefit. <laughs> well, actually, I believe it was in book one, so he should know. Yeah, yeah you, should you know. see something. He needs help. Give him some philosopher's stone. Give him a little. Just give him a. Give him a line. See so what? it's the mirror that you stand in front of, and it tells you. It shows you that which you want. Oh, it shows more you than most, anything. More than anything. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm. Sorry, I, I I know exactly what it is. So that's. It's a very know. personal question, Kelly. Like, what would you yeah, say? Yeah, this is this is it's a little bit personal. Wow. He would see. I was. I really wanted to use the Dumbledore line and say, a "Pair of socks, a very warm pair of socks." Well, <laughs> that, that, I mean, the thing for Harry is the thing that he wanted was not good for him to experience, right? It's true, because he can never have yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you could even easily just say like, "Donuts, <laughs> all the donuts everywhere," and. But it shows you what you know, right? Like it's not up to you what you see in the mirror. Yeah, I think it's like yeah. your deepest desire that you yeah. may not like recognize, but it still exists. He just wished that he had a family, and I think that yeah. that's. I mean, there's no, there's no part of it that like shows you what you know could happen or should happen or any. There's no part of it that's reality. It's really just like looking into your soul and like your deepest like wants. <laughs> this is a very deep question. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, because like Ron sees like himself like winning, basically like beating all of his siblings and like finally being the one that gets the attention, right? So it's like. You know, you. I feel like you don't really see like, you don't see yourself like, oh, like I have a BMW. That's <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty cool, <laughs> right? You see like your, you see like the larger scale. Like I see myself like successful or like yeah. you know. So, so here's my answer to that question. Um, I when I was uh, 
in high school, I thought I wanted to be a professional golfer. Uh, and so my answer to this question is I would play in the U.S. Open and I would shoot even par. Like I wouldn't win, but I would because par is super difficult in the right. U.S. Open. And that would just be like, you know, better than being zapped with Michael Jordan's powers, better than being smarter than Einstein, right? Better being better than being handsomer than Brad Pitt. If I could just go play in the U.S. Open and shoot even par for four rounds. Oh, my gosh. So it would be like I'm, you standing like with your right clubs now. and then like in the background like a score thing that was like zero. Yeah. You'd be like, yes, <laughs> zero. That would be it. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think mine would be somewhere I would be with – because it doesn't have to necessarily be something that you don't – does it have to be something you don't have that you want? I would say if if you see something that you actually have in the mirror, that is super awesome. Yeah, yeah. wasn't it the happiest person in the world? Yeah, yeah. Would just it would it was just treated as a mirror. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm the happiest person in the world, but I would definitely say that like being somewhere with like family and friends and like the people that talking on a nerdy podcast, talking about nerdy things with my <laughs> family and friends and people who love me and people who I I care about. That's probably where I would be. I hate to disappoint, but I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a very difficult question. question. Yeah, I, I got nothing. You two are very brave. <laughs> yeah, those are really good. Those were really good. I've got nothing either. Did what, we? What Number one podcast on iTunes. Looking at the list of uh, uh, podcasts in the world, and yours is on the top. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, and, like, millions of listens. Naturally, get the the yeah. URL. Yeah, I see this podcast, and there's a number, and it is not zero. <laughs> <laughs> Viewers today, yeah. one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, well, I think that will do it for this episode of Nervous Energy. Please. Where can, we, where, where, where can we get hit up that thing? Yeah, you, you guys need to go to a URL. I've got a URL for you, and that URL is nervousenergypodcast.tumblr.com. Send, just send us stuff there anonymously. It's all anonymous. And we're also on. So just send the, it. We're also on the iTunes. Yeah. And also iTunes, apparently. Yeah. We're on both iTunes and also another iTunes. So we're on iTunes. Oh, there we go. Uh, if you oh, search for iTunes. Nervous Energy, you will find our podcast. And yeah. we're on SoundCloud too, right? Yeah. On Nervous yeah. Energy Podcast dot SoundCloud dot com or something yeah. like that. SoundCloud. I don't know. It, it's if you're listening flash. to this, you found it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if well you don't done. know what a podcast is. I don't know what happened. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't have waited until now to tell you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening to this podcast. We will be back. Uh, the next time that we record this. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Woo! I hope that recorded.